Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special rampaging SmackDown study. This is your rampaging SmackDown study for March 4th, 2022, AEW Revolution this Sunday. And tonight we're going to do ourselves a little favor. And we're going to talk both SmackDown and AEW Rampage tonight. SmackDown itself, some good stuff. Both shows tonight, really good. Um, it's always nice to see, especially for uh, Rampage, a live Rampage going into a pay-per-view is always just complete fire from the crowd and from the performers. SmackDown itself, doing a good job. Uh, we added some more matches for WrestleMania and really continued on that line because, you know, we only have a month left, 29 days to be exact before the show of shows. So let's let's jump right into things. So SmackDown itself kicked off with the Intercontinental Championship match between Sami Zayn and Ricochet. But before that, SmackDown did... The one thing that a lot of people, myself included, have enjoyed is those beginning of the show promos. Uh, It just, I don't know why, it just adds this little extra bit of flavor to the beginning of the show. Um, And it just hypes things up. And it led right into this intercontinental match. And within the first, like, five seconds, Ricochet almost won the title. Like, this near fall was insane. Like, they were, they were killing me. And this happened multiple times, Sammy almost getting pinned. And then <clears throat> as this match is going on, it's back and forth. Sammy almost getting the, the win to retain his title. And he starts getting the advantage again on Ricochet. Ricochet gets tossed out of the ring. And then, and then, Johnny Knoxville's music hits. He comes out, gets onto the apron, which causes Sammy to come after him. Ricochet takes advantage, gets the pin, and is your new Intercontinental Champion. The first time in his career that he's captured this title. And I am very, very happy with this. Because this now mean, means that Ricochet is now a, a a holder of two belts. He's now the Intercontinental Champion. But you also have to remember, for those of you who watch Up, Up, Down, Down, he is still your left, right, left, right champion. So we got Rico two belts over here. I'm liking this. It's very awesome. So after that, we find out... Well, we go to break. We come back. Sammy is just irate in the back, breaking things, tossing stuff around, and starts yelling at the cameraman, asking why he's following him, and then stops for a second and says, you know, Johnny Knoxville causing this to happen tonight. He's always following me. He's following me on socials. He's following me to SmackDown. He's like, fine. How about you follow me to WrestleMania, and I challenge you to a match? And at that point, I was like, okay, because last week, if you all remember, (laughs) I was uh, not very pleased at the prospect of Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville for the Intercontinental Championship. 
I felt like that could have been a disaster waiting to happen, uh, especially because we all know that Knoxville is going to win this match. So I, I honestly, I, I compared it to the David Arquette winning the WCW Heavyweight Championship back in the day. And I thought that that would just have been a very poor move on WWE's part. Having Ricochet win the title tonight, a beautiful way to now transition this into just being a grudge match, which I can easily see Johnny Knoxville winning. Um, and it just, it works. It works. And I'm happy now. <laughs> I'm happy that this is happening. Um, I also, I read some reports that Ricochet is now supposed to be the second biggest baby face on SmackDown behind Drew McIntyre and him winning the Intercontinental Championship, the perfect way to get him on the board. I'm glad that they're finally giving this man the respect that he deserves. He is a ridiculously talented wrestler, superstar, whatever you want to call him. It's, it's good that they're giving him his props. So I'm very happy with that. After that, we find out just who Pat McAfee's WrestleMania opponent will be. For those of you who have not listened to Pat McAfee's interview with Vincent Kennedy McMahon, I tell you, go find that interview on YouTube. I watched it myself on Thursday, and I was enamored. I could not look away. It was just... It was riveting. I loved it so much, and I feel like everybody should have a chance to watch this. Um, in the interview, Vince offers Pat McAfee in a match at WrestleMania, and you could tell that that Pat had no idea because the moment he said that, he j- literally jumped out of his chair, and it was just... The- I don't want to give too much away, but go watch that interview. It's an hour and 20-something minutes, and it's well worth every second. We get a nice deep dive into Vince's brain, too, which is amazing. Um, but Austin Theory comes to the ring and tells Pat McAfee that I, he is Pat's opponent. And then what does he do? He slaps Pat across the face, breaking his headset, and then... Austin just scurries away. Pat climbs on top of the commentary table and he's sitting there yelling and screaming at him. And uh, Austin's just sitting there taking, taking selfies, which obviously he later posts on social media. <laughs> as he, as McAfee gets off the commentary table, you can see Michael Cole trying to calm him down. And what does Pat do? He drops an F bomb on the middle of Fox. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> this man is hated. And he he delivers one of the one of the most ridiculous promos afterwards. Just like, who the hell is this kid? Who does he think this punk is? Bah! And he just, yeah, it was some good stuff. And as you can tell, it's been you know three hours since that happened, and I'm still hyped up about this whole thing. I've been on the Pat McAfee train since day one. I've told people this before in these podcasts, and I'm sorry that I'm repeating myself again, but it needs to be said. Pat McAfee is a once in a lifetime talent, not necessarily a wrestler, but a talent, an on air talent. He just gives so much energy to the show. He gives energy to the crowd. The moment this man stood up, the crowd started blowing up around him. So you, it's just, he oozes charisma he oozes 
just energy and it's amazing to watch him just act and just go and just it's yeah it's 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 he's probably one of the best commentators that i've ever seen uh and from not coming from the wrestling side of things to begin with it's just it's it's fantastic i love it it's he he needs to stay with this company for the rest of his life <laughs> um so he's clearly furious after this happens Cole trying to calm him down and Pat starts yelling at Michael Cole. And I'm just like, no, don't break up these two. No, no, don't do it. But by the end of the, you know, after the first like 10, 15 minutes after that, Pat's back to being himself and everything's cool. But still without, for those few minutes, I got a little nervous. I was like, no, 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 please, please, please don't, don't fight. The dads are fighting. Stop it. So while Pat's trying to cool down, we moved into some women's action as Naomi with Sasha Banks took on and actually defeated Carmella along with Queen Zelina Vega. Naomi getting that big win, like I said, getting the momentum moving towards WrestleMania as Naomi and Sasha will challenge uh, Carmella and Zelina Vega for those WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. After that, we showed Baron Corbin, Matt Cat Moss, and some other people playing poker in the back and they're talking about how uh, Baron's going to defeat uh, Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania and Madcap making more terrible jokes and everything's all good and fine until Drew McIntyre comes out and pretty much decimates Jinder Mahal uh, and Shanky, who's also out there as well. Um, but Drew just looking ridiculous. After this match, Baron needs to be ready. Uh, <laughs> I would actually be very happy if Baron Corbin does somehow get that victory. I don't think it's going to happen, but who knows? So we'll see. So after that, Boogs comes out, does his his shtick to the crowd, and the crowd's eating it up. Nakamura comes out, pats back on the commentary table, dancing away like he normally does. And then what happens? The Usos come out of nowhere and attack Nakamura and Boogs. Possible tag team feud in the future? Maybe. But questioning why, why are they doing this now? And then Roman's music hits. And I'm like, oh, the tribal chief has something to say. We must be ready to listen to what he has to say. And I will tell you, <laughs> Roman Reigns, this man is feeling himself. And it's amazing to watch if you 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 go back in time to 2015 when roman had massive issues trying to deliver promos john cena calling him out and it's like this man took a tart and over these past you know seven years this man has just gotten better and better and since he's come out as the tribal chief head of the table you know the one the bloodline all that he has been infinitely better on the mic and it's not even close and this tonight was the same just talking about how he's going to smash uh brock lesnar come wrestlemania and it's just yeah the match itself i'm like whatever it's going to be ridiculous i expect roman to retain uh, and to become the wwe champion as well when they unify the titles which I'm still not happy about, but I hear rumors now that possibly they're still going to have two champions after the fact. So it's not going to be an actual unification match. I don't know. 
who knows we're a month out we'll, f- we'll find out the the raw after so it is what it is but we move on from that to the smackdown tag team championship match where the usos took on the viking raiders who have been looking for revenge ever since they were attacked in saudi arabia by the usos causing that match to not happen this match was great. I thought again multiple times the fucking Raiders were going to win this match, but the Usos hit that 1D and they are one and done, retaining their SmackDown Tag Team Championships moving forward. Now brings back to what I said earlier attacking Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Maybe they're going to look for some retribution. Maybe they're going to have themselves a WrestleMania match. I don't know. It's two nights, guys. We've got plenty of matches that we can have. I personally would love to see a Nakamura Rick Boogs moment at WrestleMania. So we'll see. After that, we had singles action as Big E with Kofi Kingston took on Sheamus and Ridge Holland. Unfortunately, this match did not get to a completion as Ridge attacked Kofi on the outside while they had their uh, ATV there. And then Ridge and Sheamus ended up stealing the, uh, the ATV and destroying it outside. So the match was thrown out. Biggie no longer has his ATV. Sad times all around. So part of me thinks now this will be a WrestleMania match with Ridge and Sheamus taking on the New Day. And hopefully at that point, a returning King Xavier Woods. So we'll see. And then after that, it was our main event of the night. Sony Deville getting in the ring with Ronda Rousey. And big fan tonight of Ronda's gear. Uh, I don't know what it was. It was simplistic, but the I, red and black is my favorite colors. So it just worked out well. Um, she looked sharp uh, still. I mean, she's still just like, I don't want to say a spaz in the ring, but she's she's got those super quick movements. She she slaps her hips when she tries to get herself all all riled up and it, it just works for her. It really does. Sonia being the consummate professional in the ring, just doing what she can. But Ronda gets the win tonight. And even with the queen herself, SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair being a commentary. So Ronda does get the submission victory, taps out Sonia, then calls for Charlotte to get in the ring. Charlotte obliges. And then uh, Rhonda has herself a little surprise for the queen. She says that, you know, she's got more up her sleeve and she traps Charlotte in an ankle lock. So she doesn't have to use the arm bar to get Charlotte to tap out. Charlotte's tapping tonight. And who knows? Going into WrestleMania, Charlotte's got a, a lot to look out for because Ronda's coming. And it would not surprise me if Ronda takes this women's title from Charlotte. I believe, if I remember correctly, that this will close night one on SmackDown, um, on WrestleMania Saturday. Um, and I'm also hearing that the Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair will open Saturday wrestlemania which i think is pretty cool you give the women the the opener and the closer i think that's how it should be so that's pretty cool like i said smackdown ended pretty off pretty hot uh ronda looking like a million bucks charlotte making her look like a million bucks tapping out some good stuff but that's smackdown good show still got through uh four, uh, four more weeks before wrestlemania 
So the good stuff, the best stuff hasn't really happened just yet, but we're warming up. When we change that channel over, though, to TNT for AW Rampage, this is your 48 hours before uh, Revolution. Man, this show was ridiculous tonight. We kicked things off with the triple threat match for the TNT Championship. Darby Allen versus Andrade versus Sammy Guevara for the title. They had this one spot that could have ended in absolute disaster, but it ended up being ridiculously awesome. So Sammy had Darby in the corner um, on the top rope. Sammy goes to do a suplex to Darby and Andrade stops them. Andrade gets underneath Sammy and is looking like he's about to powerbomb him. Andrade picks up Sammy, who has, an, uh, who has Darby on top of his shoulders, and Andrade walks like three or four or five steps and then drops the two of them. It was incredibly dangerous. <laughs> Everybody's shaking. The crowd is going insane. The ref's looking like he's praying to God, hoping that nobody's going to get their necks snapped. And then the, the move gets delivered, and it was just boom. Like I was just like, holy Christ, what did I just see? Um, it was just the whole, the whole match was just insane. The, uh, Sammy and, uh, Darby t- teaming up on Andrade and Andrade getting the, the, you know, the, uh, the upper hand at some points, uh, Darby and Sammy would fight with one another after, you know, one of them tried to be sneaky and try to steal a pin. And, but this ending, uh, Sammy gets, uh, hits the, the GTS on, uh, Andrade Darby throws Sammy out of the ring. Darby goes up to the top rope, hits the coffin drop on Andrade. And then while he's going for the pin, Sammy does either a senton or an elbow drop. I couldn't see. It happened so goddamn fast. Hits Darby. Darby rolls out of the way. Sammy pins Andrade and retains his title. I was just like, what did I just see? <laughs> it was It was nuts. It was nuts. After that, we had Death Triangle in the ring. Uh, minus Ray Phoenix because he's still out with injury talking about how they will be challenging the house of black at revolution so ladies and gentlemen we now have 12 matches on this revolution card but the best is yet to come for this particular match so as they challenge the lights go out House of Black comes up and does this video montage about, oh, you know, Alex, thank you for, you know, for giving yourself up. You know, we will, the house will, will gladly take this and, you know, we'll go from there. Then the lights go out again. The lights come back on and the entire House of Black is on the apron. Alex turns around and says, oh, I never said I was the third member. You guys have your monster. We have ours music starts to hit strange writing on the titan tron and we look up and then all of a sudden it just says eric redbeard and i'm like oh my god crowd blew up i loved it um eric rowan was always i felt underutilized in his wwe run Uh, i know he hasn't been doing much especially since um mr Brody lee passed away uh but to have him come out for this was 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 pretty damn cool uh he obliterates the entire um, <laughs> security force that came out to try to stop. He was throwing the entire house of black around and he did the thing when all the security guard was on top of him and he just powers out of it and they all go flying and it's yeah, 
It was pretty cool. It was a pretty damn good moment. Uh, so I look forward to that match. I already texted uh, the boys. Um, obviously, we recorded our pick show last night on Saturday, actually on Thursday night. So that match will not be a part of that podcast, but we'll add it to our list. So that way, when the show hits and we have our very important lineup to say who gets the point for revolution going forward, we'll add that to it. So we'll have 12 picks. So it'll be pretty good. But after that fantastic segment, we went to a Haas match, a Haas fight. It's just ridiculous Haasness. <laughs> we bask with Keith Lee taking on J.D. Drake, who is no slouch in his own right. This was a great match. Keith Lee gets the win, and then the rest of the wingman, uh, the wingmen come in, they attack. Keith disposes of all of them. Team Taz was actually up by commentary during that match. Decided, all right, they want to come in and come, you know, come get some of Keith Lee. They get about halfway down the ramp, and then Orange Cassidy's music hits, stopping Team Taz in their tracks. And they're like, all right, well, it's no longer the numbers are no longer in our favor. We're going to say, just kidding, we'll see you on Sunday. We then find out that next week, um, Dan Lambert was able to convince or barter or whatever with Tony Khan to say that Scorpio Sky will be getting the next TNT title shot, which obviously will be against Sammy since he retained. That will happen next week. And he's bringing Paige Van Zant to sign her AEW contract at Revolution. Paige is going to turn into a wrestler. I'm very happy about that. But I wonder, because the last time we saw her, she was doing something with Brandy. And now that Brandy is technically no longer with, and I say that with quotation marks, no longer with AEW, I don't know what's going to happen next, but could be interesting. We then had a promo from CM Punk after... What had happened to him at Dynamite when he was severely bloodied by um, MJF. And this promo was insanity. Insanity. It it, it added more hype to this match that I didn't think was possible. But here we are. Looking forward to that match a lot. Um, Obviously, I'm not really going to talk about our picks here. Make sure you guys listen Sunday morning when our pick show comes out. It's a loaded show. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. After that, we had our professor's five-minute rookie challenge as Serena Deeb took on Miss Layla Gray. And Layla Gray had a smart way of starting this match. She kept getting out of the ring, uh, trying to stay away from Serena Deeb. But Deeb eventually caught up with her and put her away in 58 seconds. (laughs) So it was a smart thought by Layla Gray, but unfortunately, Serena Deeb too much for her. But she started to attack Layla after the match, which then prompted Hikaru Shida to return music hits. I was all excited. I thought she was going to be in Japan for months. She comes back with her trusty kendo stick and just lays into Serena Deeb. This was outstanding. They're going to renew that feud. And yeah. It's going to be good stuff. And then after that, it was the main event for the sixth and final spot in the face of the Revolution ladder match. Part of me still feels it's going to be a mystery seventh person, but that's that's just me. So it was Ethan Page taking on Christian. 
in a very, very good match. Christian, though, does end up getting the victory here, qualifying for that last spot. We then had um, Jurassic Express come out to celebrate with Christian, which then prompted both the Young Bucks and or a dragon to come out. And at one point, Kyle O'Reilly and one of the Jacksons ended up taking the titles and we retreated to some air guitar from Kyle O'Reilly. And that brought back some emotion. Um, it was great to see uh, Jungle Boy ended up flying through and taking out uh, both teams, taking the, the belts back into the ring. Uh, so that's how the show ended. And we roll right into Revolution. Like I said, 12 matches on this card now. It's insane. Guys, look forward to our uh, podcast on Sunday morning. Again, a reminder, so that way you can listen to our picks before the show on, on Sunday night. And then we will be doing a live reaction to the pay-per-view right after it ends. So look forward to that. We'll be, on, we'll be live on Facebook, live on Twitter. So find us on one of those platforms and listen in it'll be a lot of fun so but that's the show tonight another quarterly rampaging smackdown study appreciate you guys so much once again for listening if you don't already please follow us on twitter at above the ring you can find us on facebook on instagram and on youtube as well as above the ring also make sure you check out our new hot takes youtube only exclusive show where Sam and I will be picking one topic every week and we'll be giving our hot takes on it. Our first episode came out this past Thursday and it is rotating around the Cody Rhodes situation. Is he going to WWE? Who knows? We'll figure this out when we give our hot takes on the situation. Go to YouTube at Above the Ring. Go listen to it. Let us know what you guys think about it. Also, uh, when it comes to myself, if you want to follow me, you can find me pretty much everywhere at Scotty J Stream. And for this podcast, you can find it basically on every podcasting platform that is out there. If you guys listening on one that we're not a part of, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. The way you can do all your one-stop podcast shopping and add a little bedlam to your day from above the ring. Guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. I am jazzed up for this weekend. Revolution is going to be ridiculous. WWE product is always picking up when it comes towards WrestleMania. So it's going to be a fun four weeks until wrestlemania week and it's pay-per-view on sunday man what a time to be a fan most importantly though guys please do not forget to ship it and join the bedlam good night welcome to the all 80s movies podcast i'm bill and i'm jason and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters the flops and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.